right, hello and welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusunoki. I'm an admissions consultant working out of Tokyo with students from all over the world to help them achieve their college dreams. If you like what you're hearing and want to support this podcast, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. Subscribe to the podcast and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. Please leave us a rating as well as that really helps this podcast to reach more people. It also lets us know how we are doing. In addition, we now finally have an email. If you have questions or you want to have your profile reviewed in some meaningful way or you, and you are comfortable with me talking about those things online, please do email tyler at theacceptedpodcast.com. That is tyler at theacceptedpodcast.com. So feedback, questions, things you'd really like me to be talking more about, the specific concerns that you may, may be having that you would like me to address or respond to in some way, please email that address. If you don't want your name mentioned on the podcast, that's fine. Please do say so. And I will be okay with that. I'd love to start integrating the community a little bit more. And all of you listeners who have questions or concerns who want to know more about what you can be doing for your specific situation, I'd love to have an opportunity to have that be the focus of a portion of these podcasts. So please do email me. And again, that is tyler at theacceptedpodcast.com. All right. In addition to that, we also do have an event coming up. It is this Saturday, Saturday, the 29th. It'll be, it'll be Saturday and it will be from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. It'll be Japan Standard Time. So that will be very early. It will be my colleague, Harry Hu. You've heard him a couple times on this podcast already. He is going to be talking about how to build your college list. Uh, super important at this point in time for all of you rising seniors and even for those of you who are just starting to explore colleges, knowing how to start building out your college list can be helpful if you are planning on going on any tours at all over the summer. So this is an awesome opportunity. It is free. It is online. Uh, so please do go and register at tokyoacademics.com slash events. That is tokyoacademics.com slash events. And if you register, I know that for those of you who are in the US or elsewhere, 6 to 7 p.m. Japanese Standard Time isn't easy for any of you unless you're night owls or working a night shift. So if you do sign up, though, you will receive a recording of this event. And so if you do sign up, you will receive a recording. And if you are new, you will also receive an outreach for the option to have a free initial consultation and to assess your college list, to assess your profile, etc. So please do sign up for the event. We have many more events coming up over the summer, and I will be keeping you informed of those as we go along. All right. Right, let's get into today in line with that theme of list building. And given what I talked a little bit about last week, I did really want to talk about the importance of finding the school that fits what you want and the importance of finding a school that may not necessarily be the best known school, but is actually going to maybe be better at giving you the experiences that you need that you want in order to move forward with your career. And so Obviously, there are different schools with different curricular uh, focuses, right? And a good example of this is uh, Columbia versus Brown. Columbia versus Brown is a very easy comparison to be making because their undergraduate design is fundamentally different. So at Columbia, you have the core, right? And this core curriculum is exactly that, right? That they have an expectation of specific classes that they want every single student 
to have exposure to. Every single one of their students has to have exposure to the sciences, to Western civilization, to Western art, to um, all of these different categories that they want to, including a swim class, right? They always want to make sure that they, that their, their students, all of their students have to some degree a shared, when they graduate, they will have a shared uh, baseline of knowledge that they can bring out into it. Whereas Brown is famous, obviously, for its open curriculum. And that means that there is much greater flexibility to take the classes that suit you to uh, explore and build and design the study experience that you want, right? And that open curriculum is true for Amherst, right? It is true for a school like NYU Gallatin, right, where you have these specific flexibilities that you can have. So different curricula suit different students, right? But also different learning environments can suit different students as well. And I wanted to bring up this example, and then I will go through a few other different schools just to kind of drive that point home. So, and I've mentioned this student a couple times before, but even since when I last brought the student up, they have made even greater accomplishments. So I have a student who's currently attending Loyola Marymount University, and she is studying psychology. She is a second year, so she's a sophomore. And, um, and she reached out to me at one point and was like, well, I'm at this school. Um, you know, I, I have all my friends who keep talking about going to these bigger schools, even within LA, going to UCLA, going to USC, et cetera, et cetera. And she ended up, one of her, uh, first year roommates ended up applying, uh, to University of Southern California, to USC, and got in to transfer, right? USC, amazing school, phenomenal school, and obviously very, very well known. And, and both of them were interested in studying psychology. So her friend goes off to USC, and my student continues to stay at LMU, at Loyola Marymount. She, we've been, we keep constantly in touch, right? Because I like keeping in touch with all of my grads uh, just to, uh, you know, stay informed. But also over time, we have developed this type of mentorship, friendship that makes sense for us to be keeping in touch. But uh, as we were talking, she just keeps mentioning all these opportunities she's getting. She's mentioning this idea of, you know, oh, by the time, you know, I'm going to be co-author on this paper. I'm going to be um, presenting at this convention. I'm going to have an opportunity to uh, publish this type of research, et cetera, et cetera. She keeps mentioning all these things. And when we met up, she came back over Christmas break. And when we met up and we talked... Uh, she actually talked about how her friend who had transferred over to USC, this school that if we're evaluating it, especially from the international student perspective, from the what is the name brand recognition, right? USC is far, far and away above Loyola Marymount, right? But her friend at USC got back in touch with my student and has been asking to see if she can maybe join some of the research that my current student is involved in. Okay, so the student chose to apply to transfer, transferred into this awesome, amazing school. No one's going to argue this, right? But now is reaching back out to my student at the school that most would say is maybe less well-known and maybe less established for opportunities to do the thing that she wants to do. And my student just updated their their information um, and she has now just won an award for the quality of the research that she was presenting right she's a second year student okay 
And this is kind of what I mean by saying that you want to find the schools that are going to give you what you need. Because for psych, if you're planning on going into into clinical psychology, a master's is the minimum. You must do grad school. With an undergraduate degree in psychology, there's nothing within the field of actual clinical psychology that you can do. Getting into grad school is very built on research experience. It is built on the recommendations that you can get out of it. It is built on the publications that you've actually done. It's built on the exposure you have to this field in a very non-school setting, an academic setting, but a not classroom setting. LMU, because my student is able to be a bigger fish in a smaller pond at this school, right? has more direct access to the resources that she needs to to build out her resume to move on to the next thing that she is most earnestly desiring for. Where this student who has transferred and theoretically gone to a quote-unquote better school, but it is not a better school for her, right? Because it is more competitive, because there are many, 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 many people vying for very, very, very few spots in terms of publication, right? And so at the end of the day, you know, of course, I hope that she will go on to find things that she can do at USC. But when I graduate, right, when these both these students graduate, assuming they keep this current trajectory, when both these students graduate, one will have this much very lauded degree, right, uh, from the University of Southern California, but nothing really else to show for it in terms of the things that she would actually need to get into that even better grad school program. Whereas my student attending Loyola Marymount is, has an already bursting resume that is only going to become more full by the time she graduates. And that is going to place her when we think about which school best equipped the student to be more competitive for the next step that they want. It's actually not USC. It's not USC at all. It's LMU. Right. And so these are the types of things that become really, really important. And of course, right, to some degree, it's hard to know what a student is going to want early on. Right. But it is important to make sure when you are thinking about how you build your school list, when you are thinking about how you are evaluating your opportunities, what is the thing that you need out of this university experience? Because the name brand isn't everything, right? Even when it comes to um, even when it comes to return on investment, right? The name brand isn't everything, and that is kind of what I wanted to kind of switch to talk a little bit about quickly, and then go through some schools. Okay. All right. So to take a look at this, I went to uh, PayScale. Uh, payscale.com and looked up their college salary report for bachelors. So this is an assessment of their uh, of students and it assesses along their early career pay, mid-career pay, and then their high meaning pay. So early career is median salary for alumni with four, zero to five years experience. Median salary for um, the mid-year career, mid-career pay is 10 plus years, right? Um, and, and then there are other different values that uh, associate uh, that are associated with this. And you would think, given how obsessed we all are with the Ivies, given how obsessed we are with 
um, the, uh, with the name brand, right, that the top 10 would be all IVs, right? And there are certainly representative, well-known, high brand name schools that are on here. Number one is MIT. Number three is Princeton. Five is Stanford. Six is Harvard, right? Ten is UPenn, okay? But, right, when we look at it for the whole list, number two, number two for salary potential is Harvey Mudd. Small, liberal arts, very limited number of students, right? Uh, liberal arts, science-focused, a STEM-focused school in California, part of the Claremonts, right? Number four, U.S. Naval Academy. Number seven, Babson, a school that is focused on specifically business. All they focus on is business and entrepreneurship. Number eight, as I kind of brought up last, last time, Santa Clara University, Okay, um, and this is due to its proximity to Silicon Valley, the partnerships that it's able to build out through that, the way they have incorporated, let's go out and leverage this effectively to give students work experience to go out into the world, et cetera, et cetera, right? And then number nine is U.S. Military Academy, right? And so if even if we're evaluating on a very, like, cold, rational, I don't really care what you want to study. I care how much money you're going to be able to count. Like how well will you be able to support yourself after you graduate? The best schools that we normally associate are in our heads with aren't actually all on this list, right? And the schools that we would maybe dismiss are actually kind of pretty high up there. Right. Um, and so, you know, some others from this in terms of the top 20 that stood out that are beyond kind of the expected, right, um, of all the IVs, because of course most of the IVs are on here in terms of the top 20, um, because, you know, it is on one level very fair that the name brand will help you um, regardless. But other names, Colgate, number 12, Claremont McKenna, number 14, right? Uh, Williams, right, a top-tier liberal arts school, number 17, right? Lehigh, number 21, right? So there are all these other schools that even if we are looking at it from a very detached, very cold, like I just want to make sure I'm getting a return on my investment, right? Um, there's your opportunity. And not all of these are STEM schools, right? Santa Clara University only has 20.8% of their students graduate with STEM degrees, right? Um, UPenn as well, right? Only 23%, right, graduate are um, uh, graduating in STEM degrees. A lot of them are studying other things, right? And of course, there's business, there's finance, there's all of these other different things that go into it, right? So, Take your college research very seriously. There are to only limit yourself to the schools that you have heard of and not evaluate those schools for the actual fit that they are for you, for what you ultimately want to use college for. What is college for for you, right? Because if you come to me and I'm working with you and you tell me, well, college is all about making money, but no, nah, I'm not going to apply to Santa Clara University. Well, then one part of you is lying, right? Either you don't really care about money, right? And you care about something else and we need to figure out what that is, right? Or you should be thinking about this, right? And so, and so 
that's kind of really the important piece in all of this is that you must use, do your research well, be evaluative, right? And think about the vectors that you want. What is college the stepping stone for? What is called, and if it's not a stepping stone, what is the experience you want out of it? Do you want to pursue all of your different varied interests? Do you want to make sure that there is, um, that you get working experience, in which case you would go to like a Northeastern or a Drexel, right? Do you want to be on the West Coast? Okay, well then that's very specific and that narrows things down, but tell me why. Why is that so important to you, right? Building a list is not just give me the best names and let me throw them all on here, right? Because even among the best names, the experience is wildly different, as I just talked about with Columbia and Brown, okay? Um, you know, obviously we would all wish to be in a situation where that was what we were choosing between. But my point is that you need to really be thinking about, and this is why the current state of college admissions is this idea of you basically need to be a young adult really, really quickly because uh, the student who was thinking about pursuing psych kind of knew from the moment she arrived at college that this is what she wanted to do. Okay, well then it turns out that LMU is kind of this perfect pathway for exactly that, right? And so that's kind of how you want to be thinking about it. So just a couple other examples of different schools that have different programs, right, that really kind of show the breadth, right, of what colleges can offer. So because, like, my goal is to encourage you to expand your search and to do more in-depth research, to really understand, to ask the right questions when you go on tour, when you're doing your research, is this going to be the right fit for me? Like if you just, if it, like if you just go off match, then you just need your stats, right? And match is certainly an important part of this process. I've talked about it before, but the fit piece really need, requires you to go in, dig into the curriculum, look for their special programs, look for the unique programs, the ones that they consider their flagships, the ones they're very, very happy about, right? Um, I was just talking to another student about Occidental, right? And she is interested in going into IR. Well, Occidental has a kind of partnership with the UN where they get to do Oxy at the UN. And so students who are in at Oxy and apply to this program and get in will have this opportunity to work directly and partnership with Occidental to work directly with a UN agency over a, over a semester in New York, right? That's awesome, right? And the, um, the student is also interested in film studies, in art to some degree. Well, the nice thing about Occidental is that they are in LA, right? And they are a huge uh, filming campus. A lot of, uh, a lot of studios come and they want to film on campus because there's a lot of different things. There's a huge, long, beautiful tree-lined walkway, etc. And it's in LA, etc. So there's all these uh, studios that want to come film. And Ox is like, sure. But as part of your contract, as part of your contract to come and film on our premises, you need to take on two of our students, right? They need to work on your crew. That's amazing, right? And so for this student who wants, wants warmth, is really interested in doing IR and political science, is super interested in film and art, this school, right, while there are obviously schools that are going to be more well-known, this school's going to end up being a better fit for her because it has, again, that 
it's going to prepare her and give her the experiences that she needs. More and more schools are recognizing that if you just graduate with book knowledge, no one's hiring you. You have to graduate with something real. You have to graduate with something substantial, tangible on your resume. Okay. And so um, another example of this uh, is Misericordia University, right? What Misericordia University is uh, in Pennsylvania. And it is a small school, around 3,500. It is still very competitive to get into. And their whole curriculum is built around hands-on experiential learning. Okay. And as part of this hands-on experiential learning piece, right, one of the things that they have become known for is what is called guaranteed placement, right? So the guaranteed placement program is probably one of the most distinct uh, that I've heard of in the U.S. So, so this program basically is a guaranteed, the moment you're accepted and you choose to commit, you are guaranteed alumni placement in a job within six months of graduation, if you do not find a job in this time, Monsieur Cordia finds them a paid internship in their chosen major. Right? That's incredible. And so, but that only is incredible if what you as the parent are concerned about or if what you as a student are concerned about is like, I want to make sure when I graduate, I've got a job. Right now, all these other schools are going to say like all these percentages of where these students went off to, et cetera, et cetera. This school is a guarantee. If you get in and you choose to come sit within six months after graduation, 100% you will be paid to be doing something. You will be employed, gainfully employed, right? So these are kind of, um, this would be kind of an example of this, right? And, um, and so these are, that's kind of why I, again, will continue to push students to think a little bit more broadly about what their priorities are when they're coming to college, right? The question that I keep asking and that I will always ask students is, what is college for, for you, right? What do you want, what is the purpose of your undergraduate? Um, you know, because again, if the purpose is study, then there are certain schools. If the purpose is exploration, then there are certain schools. If the purpose is career, then there are certain schools, right? Quinnipiac, most people associate Quinnipiac. It's a university in Connecticut. Most of the people associate it with the Quinnipiac poll, right? Especially when it comes to time for elections. Uh, most people think about Quinnipiac just as this poll. But Quinnipiac has been ranked by several different recruiters, right? As the number one school nationwide for getting a job after graduation, right? So again, right, what is, what do you want? And the sooner you're able to answer that, right? And even if the question is, I don't know, if the answer is, I don't know, there's a different set of colleges that may make more sense for you. Don't go to a specialized college that is going to force you down a particular track, right? All of these questions are important. And all of these questions are ones that I would encourage you to think about because that should then inspire your research, that should inspire you to dig, that should inspire you to go further to recognize that within all of this huge giant haystack, right, there are these 
uh, needle gems, if I'm keeping up with the analogy, right, that there are going to be schools that are going to have the experience and the way of learning and the way of teaching and the way of presenting opportunities that is going to be best aligned with who you are, who you want to be, and what you want college to be for you. So anytime a student comes to me and says, you know, I'm just, I just want name brand, that's always going to be something that I'm going to push back against, right? Because um, I just find that that the value of that, especially given how difficult these those name brand schools are to get into, building your targets, building your safeties, right, really requires you to know, right, what you want out of university. And so that would be the thing that I would leave you all with today is to think more deeply about that. What is college? four. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Accepted Podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusunoki. I hope you enjoyed today's topic on digging a little bit deeper and finding some of those hidden gems for college. Join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. If you like what you're hearing and want to support this podcast, as I mentioned at the top, please be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. Subscribe, hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. And do sign up for this weekend's event, April 29th, Saturday, 6 to 7, Japanese Standard Time. If you sign up, you're going to get, if you sign up, you're going to get the recording, right? So thank you for all of that. That's it for today. And remember, the key to getting in is getting ready. Thank you.